One of them's got to pop like Daryl Russell. One of them's got to pop. Who's it going to be? How long have we been waiting for a young defensive tackle to come in here since Daryl Russell and go, I got this. Don't take me off the field. I'm a beast. JT the Brick. I'm on a roll. I want an elite superstar, 25-year-old linebacker who's going to play five years in a row. You're going to pay him a new contract, and he's just great. This place hasn't done that well, and now Dave Ziegler probably could do a much better job at that position, I would believe, because the Patriots had a lot of good linebackers. Play that rant again. I'll get the hell out of here. And now, here's JT the Brick. And filling in for JT today, here's Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation, hour number two of the JT The Brick Show here on this warm Thursday afternoon, June 16th, 2022. The offseason, it's here. Preseason, it's right around the corner. Training camp, we want to hit our eye on it. It's going to be very, very interesting to see the guys with the pads on because we saw them in voluntary minicamp. But that's not what we want to see. We want to get them in there in the gridiron to get that work done. And somebody that got the work done on the field in the NFL and ended up getting a championship in this league is a Vegas native, a local. And he is a legend out here in this part of town. Cimarron High School grad. He has his number retired there. Brandon Marshall, starting linebacker in Super Bowl 50. How you doing, Brandon? Man, I'm good. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining the show today. I want to talk with you with all the experience that you have in the NFL and that mastermind defense in you. How do you see this Raiders defense going into the 2022 season with Patrick Graham as their defensive coordinator? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was time for, for change. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you, I was, I was, uh, I was quite happy to see you know even Paul Gunther go and, and Gus Bradley come in because you know, Gus is, is, you know, he's a great D coordinator, man. He's a great coach. He's a high energy guy, players coach. But, you know, Patrick Graham, you know, I guess they just need a, a new, a new regime, man. And, um, you know, hopefully that'll bring them some new life. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how they utilize, you know, both pass rushers. And you know, I got two elite pass rushers, and, you know, Chandler and, and Max, uh, Denzel Perryman coming off a Pro Bowl year, you know, and, um, I think the only, you know, question that's always been the question for the Raiders is their secondary. So, you know, we'll see how those guys do this year. What do you think about that linebacker group? You being a member of a Super Bowl winning champion in the Super Bowl 50 with the Broncos, you look at the Raiders right now, of course, Yvonne Diablo, Micah Kaiser, Jayon Brown, Denzel Perryman, Kenny Young, Kyler Fackrell, Darian Butler, Luke Masterson. They don't seem to have like that big contract guy, but those are a lot of solid players out there that can get the job then. Yeah, no, you're right. They don't have a, a big contract guy, but do have a lot of athletes you know what i'm saying they have um uh, you know devon diablos a former safety you know what i'm saying michael kaiser can run you know kenny young can run um you know jam brown is an athlete as well so it, it, i'm interested to see you know who's going to start and who's going to be on that field and uh you know because they got a, a lot of talent in that linebacker room so you know I'll, let's see how it plays out and this New coaching staff is led by uh, Josh McDaniels, new Raiders head coach. You got some experience with Josh, but on the playing player side against the coaching side, he never coached you when you were with the Broncos. And I got a feeling he has nightmares when he thinks about uh, Brandon Marshall on the field because during the playoffs, you're undefeated against him, 2-0. and What do you think about Josh McDaniels? Oh, man, I love that you said that. You know, I'm definitely 2-0 and against Josh and Tom Brady in the playoffs. <laughs> That's my claim to fame. Um, never lost against those guys, but you know, look, you know, uh, Josh McDaniels is is great. You know, he 
he's a mismatched guy. He learns to find the mismatch. He learns to, you know, um, you know, find the weakness of, of the defense, man. And, you know, he finds the fish. That's what my college coach used to call it. You know, <laughs> don't be the fish, you know, the guy that they <laughs> Uh, or the part of the, of the field, the part of the defense that they attack. So McDaniel's a guy that's done in New England for a long time, a very long time. So, you know, having the weapons he has with Devontae and, you know, Derek Carr, you know, Josh Jacobs, man, Waller, I think he's going to have a field day. I think he's excited, man. And um, to be honest, I'm excited to see, you know, how he does in his second tenure as a head coach. His first one didn't go as, as planned. Um, but, you know, we'll see how, this, how the second one goes. He has a, a solid team that – was already a playoff team, so it's not like he's rebuilding. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, I would love to see them uh, them, them take it further in, in this tough, tough uh, AFC West. We're talking with stud linebacker, starting linebacker in Super Bowl 50, champion in the NFL with the Denver Broncos. Brandon Marshall, Brandon, with you being a stud linebacker, if you were on the field and you looked at that Raiders offensive arsenal that they got with Devontae Adams on one side, Darren Waller on the other, Hunter Renfro on the inside, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr, what would be on your mind? Oh, man, you know, honestly, <laughs> to be honest, you know, it's, it's going to be tough to defend. You know, I'm going to – I'm more of a cover four guy, and that's what that's what Wade Phillips was. You know, he was a cover four guy, and that's how we won the Super Bowl. You know, we, we ran cover four. Um, you know, we, we ran a lot of man, too, because we had the corners. We had the, the cover guys to run man. Um, you know, but we didn't keep it, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we weren't too complicated with it. So, you know, with all that, all those weapons, you know, Renfro and the, and the slide and Devontae and, um, you know, Waller, it's, it's going to be tough to defend, you know, to be honest, it's going to be tough to defend. So if, if a team has the pass rushers, you know, then you might be able to man up, you know what I'm saying? Um, if they can get home or maybe work from cover four or whatever, they can get home, but teams are going to have a fit. I promise you that. You won the Super Bowl representing the Denver Broncos. What do you think about the moves they did during this offseason, sending a lot of picks and some weapons out to Seattle to get Russell Wilson and hopefully close that revolving door of quarterbacks they've had since Peyton Manning? Yeah, I think it was necessary. You know, I mean, <laughs> look, I, I get it. You can get some value in other areas with some offensive line and, you know, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, the NFL is about quarterback, man. If you got a solid quarterback, you know, they can take you far. You could win. You can win games. So kind of like what the Browns did, you know, they're, they're tired of drafting and trading for guys or, you know, drafting guys. And, you know, they've missed on almost every quarterback they've ever drafted, you know, except, you know, Baker might not be a miss, but, you know, he's definitely, you know, far from uh, a guy, you know. Um, so they, they had to go get Deshaun. And I think that's what Denver tried to do as well. They're going to end up paying Russell Wilson um, as well. I'm not sure, you know, when before the season or after the season, but, I really think it was necessary, and, I, and they already have an elite defense. So, you know, with with Russell and, you know, some of the weapons they have on offense and the running game was, was really their strong point last year. So we'll see, man. It's going to be a tough AFC West. You know, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see all the, you know, the games, to be honest with you. So, you know, it's loaded, to be honest with you. It's real loaded. Hey, in Denver, they might have gone the less need route with the, with the Rams. Screw these picks. I'm, I can't say the yeah, word that they usually – you're right, but it'd be like – Screw hey. these picks, man. Hey, forget it. That's what the Rams do. Hey, look, at the end of the day, forget these picks. Let's go ahead and trade for, for guys, you know, and it worked out for the Rams. And the Raiders, they kind of did it too. They got yeah. rid of two first-round picks and got Devontae Adams, so we'll see how it ends up working there. That rest of the division, it's crazy. We're talking with Brandon Marshall, Super Bowl champion, number Super Bowl 50 with the Denver Broncos, Las Vegas native, Las Vegas local, Kansas City Chiefs. They lost Tyreek. But you can't disrespect the Chiefs yet, right? Never. 
could never disrespect the Chiefs. Now, Tyreek was, was a nightmare. You know, he was a nightmare to defend, nightmare. Every time you see Mahomes throw the ball up, you're like, okay, you know, Tyreek's down there somewhere open, I'm sure. Uh, even times he wasn't open, he would catch the ball, even as a, uh, as a small guy. But, you know, you could never write him off, man. Andy Reid is one of the best coaches in NFL history. You know, I'm be honest with you, that was – you know, they, they lost Tyreek, but they still got Andy Reid. And, you know, as long as Andy Reid's the coach, he'll be able to dial some things up, man. He'll be able to get those guys right. So I'm not worried about the Chiefs. Trust me. <laughs> and to close it all out, the Chargers. Justin Herbert, they kept Mike Williams out there. Keenan Allen, they keep getting him a stronger offensive line. They drafted a new guard. And the defense, they got Mack now. They got J.C. Jackson uh, with Brandon Staley as their defensive mastermind. What do you think about what's going down there in L.A.? Man, look, it's, I love what the Chargers did. You know, going to get a premier corner and J.C. and a premier pass rusher, premier edge defender and um, and and Khalil Mack, man, along with Joy Bosa, you know, it, it's like I said, I love what every everybody in the AFC West did. You know, it's 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 going to be the best division of football. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. And um, and I still haven't even, even figured out who I think is going to finish. You know, atop the top the division. You know, I'm not really sure, but you know, the Chargers look like they may be the favorite. It's it, for me. It's pretty much a coin flip. It's like it depends on what happens. Like for the Raiders, those first five weeks, it's crazy. They got half of their divisional games in the first five weeks of the season. They visit LA. They host the Chargers. They visit the Chiefs in the first five weeks. It's going to be a tough beginning of the season. But depending on what the coaching staff does with the Raiders, it could end up being something positive for them. Brandon Marshall, starting linebacker and Super Bowl Fifty champion with the Denver Broncos. You're a Vegas native. How crazy is it? That now we're getting everything out here in Las Vegas. We got hockey, we got football, we got WNBA. LeBron wants to bring a team out here. The Athletics might move. How crazy is it? You didn't have any th- any of this when you were a kid. Man, it is crazy. I had nobody to look, I guess, to look at. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why I was. It's funny because I actually grew up a Broncos fan. You know, because I, I, you know, you, you know, there's no team here, so you got to pick, right? I know a lot of my friends and family are either Raiders or 49ers fans. Um, you know, because that's next door, Chargers fans. But I chose the Broncos after I saw them. And um, I forgot what Super Bowl it was, but they beat the uh, the Packers. Um, the Terrell Davis and those guys. So, you know, now finally having a team or some certain teams that we can call our own is beautiful. Never really thought it would happen, but I'm elated that it is. Exactly. Now knowing that, that you used to root for the Char- for the Broncos, I'm sorry, Winning a Super Bowl with the team you rooted for as a kid, how crazy is that? How how unexpected is it? It's a movie. You know, it's like a movie, man. It's surreal. It's, it's something that I never would have thought would have happened. When I, you know, ended up getting cut by the Jaguars and I went to Denver, I was and I had the helmet. I'm like, yo, I'm really playing for the team that I always, you know, rooted for growing up, man. It's, it's a dream come true. So, uh, man, it was nothing like it. And to win a Super Bowl with that team, not to – Becoming a fan because I saw him win the Super Bowl. I mean, look, there's nothing like it. I'm not going to lie to you. We got to get some calls into some directors or producers in Hollywood because that that's literally a movie. I didn't know you used to root for them as a kid. That's crazy. That's amazing. And see, can I ask you about your high school, Cimarron High School, and getting your number retired there? How important was that for you? Oh, man, that was it was amazing. You know, after we won the Super Bowl and I got the call and said they wanted to retire my number, I, I thought, you know, I mean, that's big time. That's huge. That's legendary, you know, uh, to be honest with you, because to, to be able to to be an elite, um, you know, individual elite player, come out of, 
you know, any any place, any institutions. A lot of football players that came through Seminole, a lot of football players came through Reno and the Broncos, and to even be an all-decade member of the Denver Broncos 2010s, I mean, that's that's huge, man, because that's, that's, you know, they say 1% make it, but that's the 1% of the 1%, you know, to be able to say, you know, hey, I'm, I made an all-decade team uh, <laughs> for an NFL franchise, man. That is, I mean, I don't even, I, you know, I'm at a loss for words, to be honest with you, because it's, it's special. And also, I, I keep adding to those honors. I saw your mom post on Twitter yesterday the anniversary of Brandon Marshall Day. Right after you won the Super Bowl, you got uh, Brandon Marshall Day in North Las Vegas. I mean, yeah. does it ever stop the love? Right? Yeah, it, it doesn't stop, man. And I think it doesn't stop because I continue to show love, man. I, I continue to, um, you know, pour into my community and pour into the people. You know, I, I just, you know, I just love giving back, man. I love my city, so you know, I, I don't think. The love only stops when you stop giving love, man. I, I really believe, you know, um, you truly receive what you give, man, and the energy you put out, you get back. So I think that's the reason why I continue to get the love. 100%. Brandon Marshall, our guest here on the JT The Brick Show. I'm your special host, Harry Ruiz. Brandon, thank you so much, man. And something I got to give you props on. So in the 2020 season, I called all the game Raider games from the studio. So I had a chance to watch you on TV with 8 News Now, with Channel 8, Chris Matthews, the great crew they got over there. How was that experience for you? Because I enjoyed seeing your coverage and all the insight you would give with them. Uh, no, it was dope, man. And, you know, it was it was definitely different um, doing a live show versus a, a tape show. You know, we could stop and be like, okay, let's run that again. So, you know, I love the experience of, of having a live show, man. But, you know, to be honest with you, I, I, I love, you know, doing that show with those guys. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's dope. To be honest with you, it's, it's extremely dope to to get that experience. Yeah, nobody can have an insight as someone that has been there, done that Super Bowl champion, Brandon Marshall. Tell people where they can find you on social media. You're a great follow, and uh, keep up with you. Yeah, man, follow me. Uh, you know, my handle is B Marsh on um, Instagram and Twitter. B M A R S H H. Just B Marsh on Instagram and Twitter. Absolutely. Brandon Marshall, Vegas native, Vegas local, starting linebacker for the Broncos in Super Bowl 50 with that championship ring, showing it off. Of course, you deserve it. Thank you so much, Brandon, and hope to catch up with you later in the season. Thank you. There he goes, Brandon Marshall, here on the JT The Brick Show today on a Thursday. And I got something special for you as well coming up after the break a little bit later. Raul Alegre. He won the Super Bowl, too. So we got two Super Bowl champions here on the show today. So don't miss it, Raider Nation. He won the Super Bowl as a kicker with the New York Giants. We just had the insight from the Chargers a couple of minutes ago with Gilbert Manzano. We got the insight a little bit with the Broncos as well with Brandon Marshall. And now we're going all the way to the East Coast with Mitch from New Jersey. Mitch, how you doing? How's it going, Harry? Thanks for taking my call. Of course, man. What's bless on your you. mind? Yeah, bless you. And happy Father's Day to everybody out there. It's something you very important. Father. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. I'll be your grandpa in a month. Ooh-wee. You're going to get celebrated twice then. Dad and uh, grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> um, hope I remember how to change the diaper and do it right the next time. There you go. Um, I, I would imagine every single football player in the NFL had their uh, uniform retired. Even in the private school, in their high schools, because it's they're, they're the cream in the crop. You know, the one percent that make it, maybe two percent, with all the expansion that's, that has has gone on, and it should expand more. 
By the way, um, I'm calling. I'm calling about the Raiders uh, backup core situation. Um, I like. Uh, well, I like Sean Mullins too, but I like uh, Nick Mullins. Uh, are they going to sign Cap? I mean, what was about Oakland should have been the first team that signed him a few years ago. I think Marcus Mariota just was never healthy with us, and he couldn't. You know, he wasn't going to win the starting job anyway. Yeah, and uh, Carr, we know he doesn't. Cap. He doesn't miss almost anything. Kaepernick, that's going to be interesting, Mitch. Well, who would you prefer, Cap, Mullins, or Stidham, which are the two guys that are in the building currently, Stidham and Mullins, plus Garbers, who's a rookie, but I don't think he'll make it right there, practice squad at most. Would you prefer Cap over the two guys that are there right now? Definitely, and I like the Pac-12. I think Alves is going to be good. I, I think he could be the third string for now. Uh, I think Nick Mullins, I saw him with the 49ers. Um, third string at best, and I don't. And then uh, if the guy couldn't make it with New England after letting Tom Brady go, that should tell you something. I know the coach is familiar. Josh is familiar with him, but I don't. I, he might be. I'm not sure. Well, maybe one of his assistants. I don't think. Uh, I say his name is Sturvin. Jared Stidham. Yep. Stidham. I, I think a Cap should be the backup. Do do the right thing. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed your shows this week. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, the quarterback position, the backup quarterback position is going to be interesting. And something that I love is that this preseason we'll see multiple quarterbacks in action. Not like last year that we only got to see Nathan Peterman. This year, we're going to see a whole spread right there with the guys that are fighting for a spot on this team. McDaniel says he wants a young guy in the room. It might be Chase Garbers, but of course, you got great options there as well. Let's go to a break. Greater Nation coming up after it. Raul Alegre, Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants. Third and goal at the seven with 2.16 to go in the half in the game. Manning in a shotgun set. Takes the snap. Back to throw. Steps up. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown Giants! Sterling Shepard! What a throw by Manning. Excellent route by Shepard. And with 2.08 to go, the Giants now lead it 26-15 to with the extra point pending. And filling in for JT today, here's Harry Ruiz. Eli Manning won two Super Bowls with the New York Giants. And coming up in a bit, we got Raul Alegre who won two Super Bowl with the Giants as well. So, Raider Nation, today's show was jam-packed, stacked with great callers today. Gangsta Raider, we got you on the line. And, of course, you're one of my favorite callers here on the JT The Brick Show. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. You know what I'm saying? First of all, I want to say happy Father's Day to all the real fathers out there. And happy Juneteenth to all my people out there. You know what it is. You know what I'm saying? And uh, first of all, I want to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and everybody. Everybody want to act like they just such a winning organization and they such winners. And now we got to concede the division in and all that. They only been to one more Super Bowl than us since 2000. You know what I'm saying? And Andy Reid. They talk about how much he only got one Super Bowl and he just won it, and they barely won that. Remember against Frisco? Frisco was coming back. They barely won that. You know what I'm saying? They won a division what six times. And they only been to one, two Super Bowls and only won one. You know what I'm saying? We went to the Super Bowl in 2002, and we lost. So they only got one more Super Bowl than us since 2000. And to me, that's a bunch of losers. You know what I'm saying? If you win a division six times in a row and you only got one Super Bowl to show for it, 
That's a losing organization. If it wasn't for that one Super Bowl they won against Frisco, Andy Reid still would be winless in the Super Bowl. And to me, that's a loser. They're a loser organization. They lucked up on the Super Bowl, and everybody been bowing down and kissing up to them, and I'm tired of it. We're the notorious, also glorious Redder Nation. And say that we take, win the division this year and we go to the Super Bowl and win it. Josh McDaniels, as a rookie head coach, will be tied when Andy Reid in Super Bowl wins. You know what I'm saying? So everybody get off Kansas City nuts and act like they so great. They're a bunch of losers, and they finna be dethroned this year by us. And I'm calling it now. So I'm tired of y'all talking like they so great. They losers. You know what I'm saying? They lucked up and got one lucky Super Bowl. And remember, Gangster Raiders said it. So Raider Nation, stick your chest out. We're going to win the division. We're going to sweep the division. And it's going to go in. Remember who said it first. And um, you got any questions you want to ask me while I'm here? Gangsta, I got my next uh, guest on the line. So I got to say thank you. That's Gangster Raider. Thank you so much. And, yes, happy Father's Day to all the fathers this weekend. Thank you so much. Uh, we okay, perfect. Yes. So talking about Father's Day, my dad, he's in Torreón, Coahuila. Happy Father's Day to him. Feliz Día de los Padres. And happy Father's Day as well to our next guest, who is also from Torreón, Coahuila, calling in all the way from Austin, Texas. Two-time Super Bowl winning champion, Raul Alegre. Mr. Raul, it's an honor to have you on the air here on Raider Nation Radio, JT The Brick Show. Hey, 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 it's a pleasure always to be with you to be with somebody that is from my hometown in Mexico. Absolutely, Mr. Alegre. I remember talking with you uh, last season when we spoke for La Nación Raider and Especialistas del Deporte, your your network, about the Raiders. And you were telling me it's going to be tough for them to do something with that offensive line they did. How surprised were you that the team went double-digit wins and made it into the playoffs? I was very surprised, and, and to me, the offensive line was, uh, you know, still a, a significant uh, question mark. I don't think that, I think what they accomplished with with a subpar, in my opinion, offensive line, and with all the turmoil that the team had, was nothing short than remarkable. Uh, I mean, I was very, very surprised that they let Ridley Shasha go. I know he wasn't a uh, sexy name. Uh, like McDaniels or Mike Gruden before him. But uh, what the Raiders accomplished under the circumstances that the team suffered, because suffering is the right word. I mean, when when your head coach is fired because of uh, racist comments, when you have a, a teammate that, you know, it's in a, you know, very, very uh, – difficult uh, accident and causes the life of a person and then when you have another teammate that is uh, uh, you know caught from the team because of you know the the, the, the weapons or whatever to me each one of those uh, uh, situations could wreck a season for for any team but for the Raiders to stay together uh, it, it speaks volumes to the leadership, in my opinion, of two people. Bisasha, who's now gone, he's in Green Bay now, and Derek Carr. And I think that uh, I was extremely surprised uh, by what they were able to accomplish, so, you know, given, given what happened. And I think Carr was rewarded by from what he did last year to now get getting Devontae Adams as his main target. But he got... Hunter Renfro, his extension as well. Carr got his extension, and hopefully Waller's coming up. What do you think about the Raiders' offensive weapons now going into 2022? Well, they, you know, 
they have him. I mean, they, they lost uh, some. You know, they lost uh, say Jones, who you know had some 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 good games. But you know, Devante Adams. Uh, now they have Demarcus Robinson, uh, uh, Killen Cole. It's going to be a new group, but but Darren Waller to me it's it, it's, it's going to be key. Obviously, as as you mentioned, he's a guy that uh, he 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 came very cheap. I mean, I heard the story of how they found him in the practice squad in Baltimore during a warm up prior to a game when you know they 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 watched him and they said, "Wow, who is this guy?" And then they claimed him. And then turned out to be the great tight end who was also unavailable. That's, that's another uh, remarkable point because he, he missed a lot of games uh, and he was not the same in the playoffs. I mean, he, he came back, but uh, he was uh, he was not the player he was. I mean, you remember that first game against Baltimore. He had, you know, how many targets? I don't remember exactly, but I think there were more than, you know, close to 20 targets. Uh, in that game, and he was uh, an in- integral part of, of, of the offense. So, uh, to me, the, the offensive line will continue to be the the biggest question mark for the team, uh, Harry. Absolutely. We're talking with Raul Alegre, two-time Super Bowl winning champion with the New York Giants and also former uh, analyst on the Monday Night Football broadcast with ESPN Deportes. Uh, What do you think the Raiders can do in this 2022 season? How far can they go realistically in your opinion, Mr. Alegre? Well, I, I hate being honest with you because you're always, uh, I mean, very positive, and I'm speaking with uh, Raider Nation. But, uh, I mean, every time you have a, a new head coach, uh, you know, there are changes. Uh, I think they have a, a solid foundation uh, because of the experience and because of the new weapons, Devante Adams, of course, uh, uh, paired with Waller, you have just Jacobs. I mean, those are some really good players. I, I, I'm very worried about uh, the defense. I, I, I think that uh, the you know that Patrick Grimes is an excellent defensive coordinator. I, I just don't know that he's got the uh, the right personnel to you know to do what what he wants to do. It may take a while uh, to to transition from a four three to a three four. I mean, you have somebody like Max Crosby who was fantastic. You know the you know, since uh, he was drafted, uh, I think in the same year that that uh, that Farrell was, and Farrell didn't pan out, but uh, Max Crosby did. And, and now, it seems to me like they're going to play. Him. I don't know if they're going to play him at linebacker, a defensive end. Um, of course, you have Chandler Jones, who who can play anything. I mean, he's played all you know four three and three four, and he's been very successful. Sexual on on on, uh, on on each uh, system. I, I'm I'm just concerned about about the defense. I, I I'm not sure that uh, you know if all the personnel fits. I I think the the loss of Casey Hayward. Uh, you know they're going to have to uh, replace him. I mean obviously they have David Mullen. Uh, they traded. I mean they had the trade for Roger Seen when they said in Gafford to. Uh, to, to the Colts, but I, I, I'm not too sold on Yassine. On, on I think Casey Heller not only was a, a very good player, but he was a stabilizing uh, 
a you know player in the secondary and as a leader uh, within that defense. So I'm concerned about the defense. Uh, I, I, I have doubts about the offense. There's certainly talent there, and of course the the, the division is 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 you know as, as you mentioned in in your. You know, when you contacted me, you know, wanted to talk about the division. This this division is is, is rough. I mean, they, they they're, they're going to tear each other apart. Then they have to play the NFC West, who is the best division of the other conference, and then they have New Orleans as the as the extra game. So, uh, you know, this is this, this, this looks complicated. But uh, I love Derek Carr's leadership, and, and uh, there are a lot of question marks. But uh, to me, what they went through last year brought this team together, and the, you know the main nucleus of that team is still there. So, so perhaps they they, they can make it back. I mean, it, it's to me, it's, are they one of the top seven teams in the AFC, which is loaded, not just in the West, but everywhere? That's going to be the biggest question. Yeah, and that's what I'm telling Redder Nation. I was like, look, to get the respect from the national media, from the people outside of Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and Oakland, you got to show it first this season in 2022 with what you have. And Josh McDaniels is what the Raiders have. You covered a lot of his games when you were in ESPN Deportes, called a lot of his games with him as the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, with him as a head coach with the Broncos. What do you think about uh, Josh McDaniels now getting another opportunity as a head coach? Josh McDaniels is, is an excellent coach. I think he was being groomed to replace Belichick, but Belichick is giving no signs of uh, of retirement. Of course, you you remember when he almost went to Indianapolis. He actually uh, took the job for for a day or two, and then he relinquished that. He 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 changed his mind, and uh, but but it takes time. I mean, it, it, it just being. I know he's got the experience, and a lot of coaches. You know, Belichick is the greatest example. I mean, they they learn uh, from what you know when they don't have a successful first run, but they come back and, and uh, uh, apply those lessons uh, that you know that, that you learned. You learn more from uh, failure than you do from success, and, and that's just a, a fact of life. Uh, and uh, I, I think McDaniel's going to be a much better uh, head coach. Um, Mike Lombardi as offensive coordinator is it, 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 unproven. I mean, Patrick Graham to me it uh, it has. Uh, it, I mean, it, he is a, an excellent uh, defensive coordinator, but as I mentioned, I don't know that he's got the right personnel yet. I like Dave Ziegler as as the GM. I think he's going to be able to. Put a team together. I just don't know that you can see instant results. I think they're going to be successful. This year, I have my doubts. So, Raul Alegre, we're talking with him. He's a two-time Super Bowl winning champion kicker with the New York Giants. Was an analyst with ESPN for nearly two decades. One of the most respected voice in the Spanish realm of the NFL. Mr. Alegre, you played against the Raiders once in your career, and it was on the road, and it was in L.A. How was that for you? <laughs> well, I, I remember they had a, a college game at the Coliseum the night before. I think you see, uh, I can't remember who they played, but uh, 
the the field was torn up, and uh, it was uh, so we got there. We weren't a very good team, uh, but uh, I, I had a, a a really good experience because Al Davis came to say hi to me, and, and he didn't say hi to too many people, especially on, on the other side. So, so I mean, I was there. He, he I, I don't know if he came to me, but or we crossed paths, but he stopped and talked to me. And, and, and I was in awe of Al Davis. You know, he was such a you know commanding personality, and uh, you know the team had just won the Super Bowl the, the the year before. So obviously, you know, we're a bad team. The, the defending champions we lost. Uh, we, the field was pretty unplayable, and uh, but 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 it was a pretty good experience. I mean, I would have loved to have played at. In, in Oakland at the Coliseum, I was only there as a broadcaster, never as a player. But I, I, I really, really love the atmosphere. I mean, and, and I think I've had this conversation with you about the Raider fans uh, because uh, I remember, you know, this was the opening uh, game of the season. It was a Monday night game, I believe, it's 2018, and. Uh, they're playing the, the the Rams, so you know we're staying in Berkeley, and Alvaro Martinez and I, you know, took a you know a car, you know, to or, or, you know took an Uber to uh, to the stadium. They dropped us just outside the parking lot, so we have to walk through all the fans and all the uh, tailgates, and, and a lot of people recognized that there were a lot of Hispanic fans, and and everybody was offering us food, and we stopped and took a bunch of pictures. And then, you know, to to walk outside, it, you know, prior to the game, to be next to the black hole, to me, that that was a great experience. I, I, I had a chance to call two games from, from the old, uh, you know, Raider Coliseum. And, and as rowdy as the Raider fans were, they were fantastic to, to me. They were fantastic to us, the way they treated us and the way they showed passion. And I tell you another story. You know, my son was working for the Jaguars uh, uh, in the equipment uh, uh, room, and they they were there for the last game uh, uh, at the Oakland Coliseum. So to he he rates that as the best experience he has had. Uh, you know, working in the NFL. I mean, obviously they they. they the Jaguars ended up winning that game. They didn't win many that year, but they ended up winning that one. And to me, it's just the whole atmosphere of playing the Raiders and the whole mystique. And and Al Davis in 1984 was so nice. So so I have nothing but great mem- great and fun members from from the Raiders Raider fans Raider Nation. Raul Alegre, two-time Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants, analyst for nearly two decades with ESPN Deportes. I got to ask you because Latinos, we don't have a lot of representation on the field in when you talk about the NFL, but you were there and then you go back some years as well and Tom Flores was there. How important was it for you as part of the Latino community in the NFL to see Tom Flores inducted into the Hall of Fame last year? Oh, it, it, it was fantastic. I mean, I... I've known Coach Flores since 1994, and, and we had a chance to do an interview with him when I had another football project for NFL Films, and what a wonderful man he was. Actually, I've had several conversations with him um, 
over the last uh, month since, since uh, you know, August of last year, because after he was inducted, uh, a producer asked me, you know, he wanted to, to do a, um, uh, a documentary or a movie about Tom Flores' life. And so so I, I, got, I had his phone number, so I called him. It turned out that, you know, this wasn't the only effort. Uh, there were other people, so they ended up going with a different... Uh, uh, a proposal of a different company, but I did have a chance to speak with him about three, four times. We talk about, you know, his, uh, you know, road to, 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 to the Hall of Fame, the wonderful story that he has. I, I'm hoping, you know, I have a series in, in, in the project, the Specialists of the Port in, in the football session, in which uh, I, I speak with, uh, with uh, legends of the NFL, you know, and, and I'm hoping that he will grab me an interview and, and, and talk about his life and not about his legacy, but being the first in, in, in many things. I mean, he was, uh, uh, you know, he won uh, the, the Super Bowl uh, uh, as a player. He won the Super Bowl as a coach. He was the first Hispanic uh, uh, NFL coach. He was the first GM and president uh, of a franchise, uh, although he was in Seattle, and, and all he had to endure growing up to me is is just a wonderful story, and I was very very happy. Actually, before he was uh, uh, nominated, I had you know a, a couple of debates with two of the writers. Uh, one actually made uh, the, the internet, and it was with Peter King, one of the top uh, voters. Uh, and you know he was asking me why I thought uh, Coach Flores deserved it. He he wasn't making a case for him or against him. He just wanted to know. And and a lot of people, obviously, as you know, Twitter. A lot of people got involved, and you know, some in favor, some against. But in the end, I, I said, how can you not write the story of the NFL without Tom Flores? And eventually, the the writers, uh, made, you know, made him. Uh, uh, a, a member, justifiably so, in a very well-deserved manner. Absolutely, and we're talking right here, a legend, as yourself as well, Mr. Raul Alegre. I got a first, so we just got off the phone in the last segment with Brandon Marshall, linebacker for the Denver Broncos. He won Super Bowl number 50. You, I got to thank you. You avoided the Broncos from winning Super Bowl twenty-one with the New York Giants. Mm. How was that experience playing in the Super Bowl? Uh, that, that that was incredible, and especially the way things unfolded for me, because I didn't start with the Giants that year. I started with Indianapolis Colts, and and I had a pretty tough um, preseason uh, kicking battle. I, I didn't have a very good year in 1985, so I knew I was going to have competition. They drafted uh, a player by the name of Chris White. His father was a legendary coach. My wife, I believe he was coach of the Raiders. And uh, so, and they brought Dean Biasucci, who is an excellent kicker and a good friend of mine. So, so we had a really tough uh, preseason battle. I did very well. They ended up going with Biasucci, and, and I was with that war for three weeks. And then the Giants signed me, and we ended up going to the Super. We played the, actually the the, the Broncos uh, earlier that. Uh, uh, season and I had a chance to kick four field goals, including the game winner at the end. But uh, uh, the team uh, wasn't that uh, the Giants. The, the Giants team wasn't that good at the time. But we were getting better. We were getting a lot of people back. And then uh, 
by the time we got to the playoffs, we were rolling in. A, we had a tough start at that Super Bowl, Super Bowl 21. We were actually losing at halftime, 10 to 9. It could have been worse. Uh, I mean, Denver had a, a first and goal from the from the one, and they lost five yards, and then they missed the field goal, and, and that gave us a lot of momentum going into the locker room. And then we came back and. and in the third quarter, we just rolled them. Uh, I think we scored 26 points in that quarter and and uh, took control of the game. It, 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 and to be able to celebrate after I started unemployed at the beginning of the year and then ended up uh, uh, as part of a world champion team was an unfor- unforgettable experience. The American dream from a Lagunero. Mr. Raul Alegre. Thank you so much. Where can people follow you on social media? And of course, Especialistas del Deporte, you actually just posted a video not long ago with uh, Fernando Von Rosum, who, by the way, nicknamed the Raiders as Los Malosos. Where can people follow you guys on Especialistas del Deporte and, of course, on your social media? Well, my, my social media is very simple. It's, uh, uh, you know, at Raul Alegre, R-A-U-L-A-L-L-E-G-R-E. And I also have Instagram that's at R-E, Alegre, A-L-L-E-G-R-E. And, of course, you mentioned the, the Project Specialistas del Deporte. That's a sports digital channel that I created, and and I'm hoping that uh, it, it, you know, it, it continues to grow. And uh, uh, Fernando Borroso is, uh, you know, he collaborates with me. We're, we're we're doing videos uh, uh, pretty much on a weekly basis. You know, we we, we took some time off. Uh, uh, my daughter just graduated from college uh, in, in in Switzerland, uh, so we went to graduate. So we, I was gone more or less for about four weeks. I came back, but then I ha- I had to leave again. And Fernando was also on vacation. But, but actually, we're going to resume. Uh, taping uh, videos uh, about NFL topics. So we, we're going to start reviewing. All the divisions, uh, uh, all the NFL divisions, uh, starting with the AFC East uh, uh, next week. Uh, and we're going to do it with, with fans. Uh, we're going to do it on Punto Extra, which is our show. And then I'm going to do uh, another video with uh, Fernando Von Rosen. And I hope when, when we do the AFC West, uh, Harry, you can come and join us. Of course. Always here available for you, Mr. Alegre. Thank you so much. It's been an honor here to chat with you. Thank you for jumping on the J to the Brick show on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM and good luck to your Longhorns. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. We're going to need it. You know, we <laughs> played uh, Alabama the second week, uh, the second game of the season here in Austin. It's going to be hot. 11 AM kickoff. Well, I hope you enjoy that game and you, your boys pull it out. Thank you. Miss. Thank you very much, Mr. Alegre. There Thank he, you, Harry. Good luck to you. There he goes. Raul Alegre, honored to have him here. Two-time Super Bowl champion here on the JT The Brick Show, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Let's go to a break, Raider Nation. We'll come back just to close the show, talking about NBA Finals. Game number six. Is it done tonight? Is it not done tonight? We'll see. This is the JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM.
unbelievable job. I could literally go around to every single one of you guys uh, and just tell you how amazing you were. That was a total team effort, especially as they came and punched us in the mouth. We're going to get this in Boston. Yes, sir. We're yes, going sir. to finish this in Boston. And filling in for JT today, here's Harry Ruiz. Finish this in Boston is what Steve Kerr says about the NBA Finals game number six tonight. It's going to be definitely interesting. And I hope these calls are interesting because they're coming in as we close out the show. And I love it. We go first with Raider Dave in Denver. How you doing, Dave? Hey, how you doing? Congratulations on a great week. I don't know if you're in tomorrow or not, but uh, I wanted to point out this kind of a careful what you wish for sort of deal in talking about the offensive line because if everybody's all worried about, hey, a right tackle, can he help protect Carr? You know, we have 40 uh, sacks last year, 2.3 per game. I don't think that's a killer. I mean, how, how many did we get? So one for one, did we end up, you know, causing that many sacks on the other side of the ball? The point is, is if you want to beat Mahomes, and you want to beat these other teams that have good quarterbacks in the AFC West, you got to keep the quarterbacks off the field. That means you got to run. And so if the line can run, and one of the tendencies that we did see with New England was the fact that they have an offset line where they get four guys and a tight end or a double tight end on one side, they run heavy one way. I think there's more of a focus in, in what Daniels used to do. That they want to go ahead and ball control everybody to death and make sure that Carr can take advantage of any sort of instance where he can continue to run it and have the defense come up and then burn them over the top. But I don't, I don't think I'd be happy, or I don't think I'd be sad at all uh, if the games were won, you know, 28-26 or whatever, because the Raiders run the ball so much and, and should be able to defend that. And the other side of that is the Raiders had a pretty decent run defense in a lot of games, but what would happen is you'd stuff them on first and second, and then you're going, uh-oh, is our defense uh, defensive backs going to get burned? So it's kind of a careful what you wish for, and it'll be interesting to see and uh, research some of the tendencies that McDaniels had in his offense uh, over the last few I love that insight. Thank you so much. Raider Dave, all the way from Denver, calling in here on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, and we close the show with Mac from L.A. Mac, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Hey, uh, just just want to touch bases with you guys. You guys mentioned the Raiders uh, got to prove. We don't have to prove anything this year. We we hey, let me tell you something. The Chargers didn't make the playoffs. The Broncos didn't make the playoffs. Just because you got Russell Wilson and and, and the Chargers, what what is what is Herbert doing? He's been in the league two years or three years. I I, I can't. I, I think it's two years, and he hasn't done anything um, besides win games in the regular season. He hasn't gotten no playoff. Why do we have to prove? We don't have to prove anything. We were the playoff team. So so that notion of we, the Raiders got to prove, no, we don't have to prove anything. We ten game, We won 10 games, and that team wasn't even that good, and we still won 10 games. So but here's the thing. The, the offensive line will be shored up. Can't, um, the the um, Bengals went to the Super Bowl with the worst line ever in the history of the Super Bowl. That line was rated bad. And that line is not even close to what that was that they had. So, you know what? I think everybody's sleeping on the Raiders. We don't have to prove nothing. The nation don't prove nothing. We just go out and do what we need to do, and that's it. I mean, There you go, Mac. We got to cut it off because we're on our way out of the show, but I agree. People are sleeping on the Raiders? Cool, but guess what? Devontae Adams, he said it last week. There's potential. 
and but we need to show what we got before we take care of business. So that's it for today's show here on the JT The Brick Show. Thank you so much to Tiffany McNiff with the Raider Reds and Maria Cabindi also with the Raider Reds Studio. Gilberto Manzano with the OC Register. Brandon Marshall, Super Bowl 50 champ. And Raul Alegre who joined the show here today on Raider Nation Radio. Coming up next, you got Unnecessary Roughness with Q and Don't Miss Tomorrow as well. 7 to 10 in the morning, the morning tailgate. Raider Nation, I'm Harry Ruiz. Thank you so much for tuning in tomorrow. JT The Brick is back.